kids what's happening welcome to the how to be awesome podcast this is episode 100 what the fuck how is it 100 episodes i can't believe that (laughs) i just said 100 that is so wild louise how the heck are you uh i'm okay i've been delivering and training for the last two days and my right eye is twitching oh no like a bitch (laughs) and i don't know why all through training today it was just like jumping away in the gun oh, that no. I'm trying to like talk to people but uh yeah I'm doing good Glad you should have worn a pirate eye patch yeah I didn't well it didn't start until I was in the train <laughs> I just was like hi I'm Louise and my eyes like hello I'm Louise's right eye <laughs> so yeah that was awkward but it was a good training session been a busy few days I'm glad it's Friday tomorrow I'm working from home so, yeah I'm good how are you Good. I was feeling really, really tired earlier. Same old story. Had my dance class last night. Got home late. My body was totally wrecked in the most wonderful way. Um, But I'm feeling much better now because I'm super excited that we have an amazing guest today. We have Tony, the guidance gal. I feel like this is our first time to interview a celebrity. Tony, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Although not a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> a, local like celebrity. a local celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the spiritual community around here knows Tony, knows who you are, what you do. Um, so why don't you tell the rest of our audience a little bit about yourself? We've actually known each other for a few years, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until a few months ago all the cool stuff that you're into that we could have been hiding away in my office talking (laughs) about that whole time. So let us know what you're all about. Okay. So, um, I don't even really have a name for myself other than the guidance gal. I think that is just what I do. I give guidance, but it is mostly through my abilities to connect to the other side, spirit, spirit guides, all things spiritual. Um, so I basically use those, connections to guide people through struggles in their life so I think it's probably a bit like a spiritual counsellor to be (laughs) honest with you (laughs) um yeah so one-to-ones workshops I love helping people who want to start tapping in to this kind of stuff that's where Mm -hmm. where my passion lies with Mm -hmm. it yeah and then this is my favorite trick question for all of our guests what makes you so awesome Oh, that is a very trick question. <laughs> I should be good at this kind of stuff when I'm telling other people how to how to do this. It's um, so much easier to do it for someone else than for yourself, isn't it? Yeah, I think probably right now it's because I am stepping into my true authentic self. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the answer to that. Um because I, I haven't really known who I am for a while. So mm-hmm. the fact that I can now be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I think I'm being authentic. <laughs> that is probably what makes me awesome just now. Amazing. Well, we're hoping that you'll be a little silly with us to start out with. We really <laughs> should have had you on when we were doing witchy wisdom because <laughs> Aggie yeah. Ant style stuff is really kind of your thing. We've definitely missed a trick there, but we'll we'll get we'll get you to uh, give your listeners a good laugh. You can join us for Witchy Would You Rather. Louise, once again, has actually created a question from her own brain. Not necessarily from my own brain, but I've I, I thought about it slightly more than just Googling Would You Rather questions. Which is exactly what I did. <laughs> so I was thinking about our topic today. Obviously, we're talking about connection and psychic connections and things like that. And I was thinking about a book I read recently that talked about Cassandra of Troy. And I don't know if you know the story of Cassandra of Troy, but basically she was cursed to be able to see the future. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever believes her yeah. of what's okay. going to happen. So my would you rather is... Would you rather always be right about what's going to happen and no one believes you or always be completely wrong about what's going to happen and everyone believes every single word that you say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, you could really go both ways with that, couldn't you? There's positives and negatives with both. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to be able to see the future and not give a shit about what anybody believes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Do you know that you're wrong or do you think that you're right and you just turn out to be wrong? Is it like a Professor Trelawney kind of scenario where she thinks that she's correct? I was thinking of it more in terms of like, have you seen the film The Invention of Lying? Where nobody ever tells lies. It's Ricky Gervais, uh, obviously, because that sounds exactly like a Ricky Gervais idea. But it's the idea that he's the first person that ever lies. So everybody just believes everything Uh that he says because no one's ever lied to them before. Um, So I was thinking of it more like that, like Mm -hmm. you use it to your advantage. Right. Okay. So at what point did they figure out that you were lying and it's Uh not true? So you could, you were, you are intentionally lying, Mm -hmm. possibly to, get yourself stuff or yeah some some type of some type of advantage for yourself yeah well think about all the people are like oh sorry i'm late to work the traffic was bad and your boss is <laughs> like why have you got a fucking starbucks in your hand as opposed to if you said it and it doesn't matter they're like oh that's terrible no problem <laughs> yeah thing is i'm really really bad at lying and it makes me feel super anxious. There's, yeah. um, you know, the Jackbox games, Louise, you've definitely played yes. these Quiplash and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's one where you, where you have to like lie and get everybody in the room to like, to believe you. You have to like actually say things out loud that aren't true. Yeah. I can't play that game because it gives me <laughs> so much anxiety to have to lie to people's faces. So I would probably have to just be doomed to never have anybody believe anything I say, because that somehow seems less stressful than having to knowingly lie. Yeah. But then the issue for Cassandra was that she was like, really bad shit is going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Like they are going to come in and they're going to kill us all. And everybody was like, shut up, Cassandra. Mm -hmm. That's not true. So she had like really important information. Yeah pass on to people but had been cursed by Apollo Uh that people would not believe so it's fine if you're just like you know kind of one of those like yeah the train's gonna be late or yeah like or told you so moment yeah Mm -hmm. well I told you that that was gonna happen as opposed to like if it was something really big that you're like I could actually help somebody with this knowledge yeah if you knew that 9-11 was gonna happen yeah Yeah. and you could you could stop it in some way Mm -hmm. um I think that would be really difficult. Like if it's inconsequential stuff where you tell people like, oh yeah, like if you do X, then this is going to mm-hmm. happen. Bring your well. umbrella, it's going to rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't and they get wet. <laughs> boo fucking boo. But like, I think it would be really hard for me to like watch people do things that you know that you could prevent, yeah. but you can't mm-hmm. prevent because nobody will listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't like lying either because it also fills me with anxiety. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. It's a bit like if you ever seen the episode of um, the Big Bang Theory, and they bring it up actually in Young Sheldon about how the key to a good lie is in the details. So Sheldon constructs this elaborate web of a story <laughs> that you have to like upkeep and end up hiring an actor to play as like oh, yeah, yeah. who's a drug addict. <laughs> And this is all just to get out of going see Penny singing in a show because she's a bad singer. That's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it turns out if you watch Young Sheldon, it's because that's what his brother tells him when he's younger that the key to a lie is in the details mm-hmm. and he obviously picks us up and runs with it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't, I think I would probably have to go with the not people not listening to me because I, I think I would just, even if people didn't know I was lying to them, I think I would feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, our consciences are out to get us. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's so. And we've done a lot of work, and I know, Ray, you know this about me. I've done a lot of work over the last like number of years to be accountable when yeah. things go wrong and not to get defensive and things. So I've worked really hard to be at a point where I can say, "Yep, sorry, guys, fucked that up." So mm-hmm. I feel like to just put that out the window and just be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna say whatever I want." Yeah, right. it's kind of your models and stuff, isn't it? It all yeah. goes goes out the window if you do it the yeah. other way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, my question is mm, kind of similar in a way. (laughs) Would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversation that is about you? Oh, that's like a total fly on the wall thing, Mm -hmm. which I always say I would love, (laughs) love to do. Yeah, we've talked about this in terms because we had a would you rather once that was like, would you rather be able to read people's minds? Mm -hmm. And I was like, one part of me 
always wants to know what people think about me, like the anxious part of me yeah. that thinks that people don't like me. The other part of me is like, do I actually want to hear what people are saying about me <laughs> yeah. when I'm not there? Is ignorance bliss in this situation if I don't? And- I'm going to set up a parameter for this question and say that by take back anything you say, it's like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That's hard. There are definitely things that I think about that I have said when I was younger Mm. that I would probably go back and take back having said those things. But then, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, do you grow from those? Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you just erase yeah. your mistakes rather than be accountable for them, clearly accountability is the, the topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> are, you, are you going to grow from the mistakes? Because I suppose if you erase it and then you go, well, I won't do that again. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know, because it, it's that same thing you just said, Louise, but also would you then be where you are if you hadn't? Yeah. through those things and said those things your life what would be, would be the benefit if any of the other half of being able to hear what other people are saying about you I think for me it would be well I don't know I like to think I'm a good judge of character but maybe there are things being said that you don't know about so that mm-hmm. would then maybe enlighten you a little bit to mm-hmm. get some toxic stuff out of your life or to hold yourself accountable because mm-hmm. There are probably things being said that there's truth in that nobody mm-hmm. has seen to your face that mm-hmm. you then could be working on to yeah to clear. I think you could get either validation or vindication from it. Yeah. If you think I think that person's talking shit about me behind my back, and you hear them talking shit, you feel, as Captain Holt would say, vindication for yeah. uh, <laughs> being right. And then, like you said, Tony, you can leave that person behind or do the work if you think that part of what they're saying is true. Yeah. Or alternatively, people could be saying really nice things about you behind yeah. your back and, you know, saying really good things about you when you're worried that they're saying bad things. Or maybe they're just not saying anything. <laughs> That's yeah. probably I mean, what like, is going to be the biggest shock is that people aren't talking about you all that much. <laughs> yeah, like it probably doesn't happen as often as you think it's happening. Yeah. And that would be kind of validating in that actually well maybe it would be not validating for people who want to be talking about all <laughs> yeah. the time but like actually people don't care as much not in, like, that they don't care about you but they don't mm-hmm. they just don't care about yeah, yeah. Stuff as much as you think they do you know when we talk about this with the young people all the time like mm. you we all spend so much time worrying what other people think about us mm-hmm. but really what they're doing is spending all their time not worrying about you but worrying about what other people think about them we're all just in our own world worrying about what everyone else thinks about us. Yeah, totally. they're only thinking about you because they're worried what you think about them. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's a vicious cycle that we're all stuck in, isn't it? This yeah. has become the segment where we reference sitcoms, but it reminds me of that episode of The Good Place where um, Tahani is getting tested to see if she's mm-hmm. um, able to go to, to The Good Place and she has to walk down this long corridor and mm-hmm. in every room there are people in there that she knows and they're all talking about her mm-hmm. and she can't go into any of them yeah. and she makes it all the way to the end past all these hilarious famous people and then it's her parents mm-hmm. which has been her source of anguish for her whole life never being able to live up to her sister and she she decides to go in mm. but through that experience she realizes that she has grown so much that she is not going to let her parents' um, opinions of her hurt her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So as you say, in some ways, it could maybe be, you know, validation yeah. to mm-hmm. be able to detach eventually mm-hmm. from what other people are saying about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think if I had to choose between the two, though, I would pick the being able to take back things that you've said. Even just in a, because there's lots of things that I've said that I have grown from now, but I kind of wish that I could go back and maybe take back just for the pain that you maybe caused someone else, not necessarily to pretend that I'm a better person than I am because I've done the growth from it now, but to stop that person being upset or feeling that that in that moment rather than let's just pretend I never said that and I'm just a super awesome human all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I always want to be a fly on the wall, so I'm going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing everything everyone's saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one for me as well, because um, my mom was a super critical person. Mm. And I notice myself being unnecessarily critical sometimes. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm turning into my mom. And there, there are definitely things just like silly offhand things I just shouldn't have said. Mm. Yeah. And I would love to just be able to rewind and yeah. not, not have said even that. just to reword it because sometimes you <laughs> say something and it comes out differently from the way you mean it. Mm-hmm. So even if you could just reword it so that the person gets what you meant rather yeah. than like the way you said it, because I've definitely said things in my life that people are like, what? And I'm like, I don't know why I said that. Like that <laughs> that's not what I meant to yeah. say at all. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, Tony, we wanted to invite you on today to talk about Being psychic, being able to connect to spirit, this amazing ability that you have. Louise and I have both said before, we ain't got no clairs. We don't really have (laughs) this innate ability to like understand our connection that we may or may not have with other realms. And this is something that I know you have worked really diligently to cultivate for yourself. Um, and we've had some really interesting chats about it in the past, which of course no one else has heard of. <laughs> so do you want to first tell us a little bit about how you discovered that you had this ability and then what you did once you found that out? Um, so it was actually only about six years ago. Um, I think going back to childhood and stuff, supernatural things were my all-time favorite Buffy biggest Buffy <laughs> fan charmed like all the the witchy stuff vampire stuff um so there was always an interest in it mm-hmm. um but I can't say that I have childhood memories of seeing things or anything like that that other people say um but six years ago my great-grand passed away and I had always seen mediums maybe like once a year get people out to the house like having a wee drink and all that teenage stuff (laughs) um (laughs) so every time a medium had came out they would say you know you can do this and obviously you're just like oh yeah yeah sure whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's just what they tell everybody this one medium um jim clark who actually became my mentor a few years later, he had said it to me. Um, so when my grand passed, which was maybe three years after that, I had a reading booked with Jim already um, for the month afterwards without knowing, obviously, that she was going to pass away. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I walked in, he said to me, oh, Bella's here, hen. And my grand was known as Isa to everybody. She was Isa Bella. Um everybody apart from me and my mum so as soon as he said that I was like oh shit there's actually no denying this stuff like <laughs> as much as I had believed it before yeah um there's obviously still that wee bit of being skeptical in there doesn't mm-hmm. there so that just cemented it for me and he was like why have you not been doing this like she's shown me you doing all this stuff and there's witchcraft in your lineage and all the this stuff so he basically gave me a to-do list meditate go to the churches get cards all this literally stuff that I could just go do Uh a psychic starter kit Uh uh-huh basically (laughs) Um, it was crazy Uh, and I did that that is exactly what I done and it was just through going and watching other mediums working so in the spiritualist churches just sitting there watching them not even really wanting a reading or anything just mm-hmm. watching the way they work and oh that's actually coming through and sitting there and feeling things myself mm-hmm. or knowing that they said something I'm like oh my god that just popped into my head before they said it mm-hmm. um playing about with cards and stuff like that myself um and then a group of us there's five of us got really close through doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we would sit every Monday night 
doing cards for each other, meditating together. And it has literally just grown from Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Um, But then only over maybe the past year that I've properly been doing it as a job, Mm -hmm. um, memories have been coming back from teenage years. Mm -hmm. Um, My mum, my husband, um, they would say things like, no, you used to wake up in the middle of the night screaming that there was a wee boy standing at your door or mm-hmm. there's that guy mm-hmm. in the corner of the room and I had no recollection mm-hmm. of this whatsoever so it was obviously fear had totally blocked off those memories and shut that down which mm-hmm. then stopped my abilities or stopped me believing in in my abilities mm-hmm. so yeah I think it was just losing my gran and wanting to see if I could develop that connection to be able to communicate with her without mm-hmm. needing anyone else to to do it for me mm-hmm. and so you had said that you know maybe you didn't quite remember but there there was some hint of this kind of your whole life and you just woke yeah. up to it at a certain point so here's the here's the important <laughs> question <laughs> do you think that some people are just born psychic or able to connect to spirit uh, in this way and the rest of us are not do people just have a gift and then everyone else just doesn't or are there ways that everybody can tap into this ability i'm laughing at tony's face you guys can't <laughs> see it when renee said air quotes the gift because we had a conversation in person about this recently <laughs> tony has told us her feelings on that <laughs> phrase so i'm interested to hear you tell us again Tony. <laughs> I, I hope that all of our listeners know that 90% of the questions I ask people, I already know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> We're just sharing them for your benefit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you saw that in my face there. I cannot hide, man. <laughs> um, that word, the gift. Um, but I believe that. I believe that people who done this kind of stuff were special mm-hmm. and had a gift. Mm-hmm. And now I believe that that is complete and utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you change your mind about that the amount of people that have came my way for readings um development groups and seeing that every single person has this mm-hmm. the you mentioned the clears earlier um that is just your your senses your mm-hmm. physical senses and the clears is your psychic version of that. So mm-hmm. if you're sitting there with physical senses, there is absolutely no reason why you will not have psychic senses. Mm-hmm. So it is just abilities. And every single person who is born into this human life, um, you come from that soul or source energy mm-hmm. um, born into a body you've already got, you are that energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are that that spirit. So why then would you not be able to connect with that spirit and energy that is floating around you? Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting because I'm exactly like you are, Tony, that I thought you either had it or you didn't and yeah. I ain't got no clear so I can't do that kind of stuff. Um, it's really interesting and kind of refreshing to hear more and more people like yourself talking about this because I think certain people within that kind of industry almost held and mm-hmm. cultivated that belief that yeah. oh no only certain people can do it you couldn't possibly yeah. do this by yourself you yeah, need to pay a lot of gatekeeping absolutely yeah from people who may or may not be completely honest about yeah. their actual skill level I yeah. think yeah yeah it's actually really it's something that really really irritates me especially trying to help people open up to this right now Mm -hmm. and that most of the older generation of mediums spiritualist churches they wanted to keep this secret and make you think you were special because it created that hierarchy Mm -hmm. um they've got themselves on a pedestal um and then their their sitters who come for readings have got them on a pedestal their Mm -hmm. their students that come into circles Mm -hmm. they're dependent on them yeah. yeah, you mm-hmm. need that other person. You can't have your own. It's it's really like 
the the church in a lot of ways, like the knowledge only comes through the priest or the medium or whoever is the person Mm -hmm. in a position of authority and everyone else must go through them to get to source energy. Yeah. 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 And I think also it makes people doubt their own um, experiences as well. Like there's definitely been times where I've maybe, like you were saying, like a thought has popped into my head about something yeah. like so a perfect example of this is uh, in one of my old jobs I had this really good manager and the manager above that manager was not very good and I yeah. woke up one day and the first thought in my head was what if my manager leaves like what what's gonna happen <laughs> if my manager leaves yeah. and I turned my computer on and she had put a meeting in my diary for nine fifteen that day and she never used to do so and I was like she's leaving yeah, yeah, and yeah. she never told me she was looking for another job. She never indicated. I knew she was unhappy, but she yeah. never indicated that she was applying for other. I just had this, and she signed on, and I was like, "You're leaving," and she was like, "How do you? <laughs> who told you?" And I was like, "No one. I just know it." Um, yeah. and it was just this really clear feeling. But in my head, I was a bit like, "Oh." Maybe she mentioned something at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just like, maybe I picked up on a signal. Like maybe it couldn't possibly be psychic intuition because I'm not <laughs> yeah. psychic. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And I think probably quite a lot of people have similar experiences and they write them off and go, yeah. nah, I can't do that. That must yeah. be some. It must be something else. She must have said it in a meeting and I've just mm-hmm. picked up and not remembered it type thing. Yeah, um, but it's just coincidence. That's yeah. All you hear. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when no. we're trained to not trust our intuition, yeah. you know what what does that do to the rest of our self trust and to yeah. you know our relationships with other people and yeah, mm-hmm. as it's and it's that like everything that comes through from the other side, let's just call it that, is coming through your intuition. Like mm-hmm. or your body, do you know what I mean? Your your intuition is just you, your your soul, your higher self. So it's coming through that vessel that's here, but through that information at the same time, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. when you when you're not when you're disconnected from your body, and a lot of us are. Um, I was actually just away last weekend on a, a course and. For the first time in I don't know how many years, I felt connected in my body again because I've just mm-hmm. been totally in my head. And that shows that even when you are disconnected, you can still do this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but you will heavily doubt yourself mm-hmm. because you're just in that ego and fear and allowing all those emotions to take over. If you were truly connected with your body and your intuition, your gut, you wouldn't be doubting that that mm-hmm. stuff. You'd be working mm-hmm. from the heart and it would just be clear. And you yeah. just know this is right, what I'm getting, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think so many people probably resonate with that. Like if you're, because there's so many times, and Renee, I've come to you for tarot readings going, I don't know what I want to do. And realistically, I do know what I want to do. Yes, you do. Like the, the <laughs> you And, you know, I quite often, um, the Empress is always a card that comes up for me. If, uh, you know, what would happen if I stayed? What would happen if yeah. I left? If the Empress appears in one of those situations, that's the right answer. And it's always <laughs> the answer that I thought was the answer or what I wanted to do. But there is that yeah. self-doubt of why can't I just trust myself to make the best yeah. decision for yeah. myself? You're just looking for that reassurance, aren't you? Yeah, that validation from other yeah. people. Yeah. I think that feeling is exactly how a lot of people end up in front of me for a tarot reading because they're afraid to trust themselves, trust their own intuition, mm-hmm. trust their own instincts. So they're looking for a validation from, from the cards and from the reading yeah. to say, mm-hmm. it's okay for you to trust what you want it's you know it's going to work out if you put the work in Mm -hmm. um that's that's the way a lot of my readings tend to go Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have similar experiences Tony yeah I was just going to say that actually because mostly when I think you'll be the same when you're reading for people they come back with yeah that's exactly what I thought or yeah that's what I needed to hear Mm -hmm. they already know Mm -hmm. and they do just need you to tell them because when it's coming from that outside source it's more truthful it's more believable than because you've got psychic abilities and I don't so (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. That's what people believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So. What are some other kind of like misconceptions around kind of connecting with spirit or the other side, as you were saying, that, yeah. that people have? I think a lot of people will have this idea, like if they've never visited a medium before, what they know is what they've seen in the movies so like you know spirits come and like take over your body or like do you have a crystal ball and all that kind of stuff so what's it really like (laughs) what is it is it and what's the Patrick Swayze film where he's ghost Ghost, where they're in the room and there's all the characters like around the table and she's like will you shut up please yeah yeah Yeah. I, I think people quite often have that in their heads and I think that's what creates a lot of the fear around it as well, because it seems so scary <laughs> when it's not. Um, for me, I'm just here like this. As you see me right now, there's mm. nothing happening in the room. I'm not seeing people walking around. Um, it is literally me tuning inside. Mm-hmm. And then either the way I work is um, mostly clear cognizance, So it's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just get knowing in my head that I need Mm -hmm. to say this um sometimes the feelings come through but I think the the biggest misconception is that you will physically see Mm -hmm. and there are mediums out there who Jim my mentor being one of them he sees spirit literally walking around the room with Mm -hmm. the people in the room um and says he finds it hard to tell the difference but (laughs) (laughs) that has not happened for me maybe it will maybe it won't um but clairvoyance is that word that everyone knows Mm -hmm. um that is what a psychic is that is what a medium is when uh, no it's not Um, it's just one way to connect to the spirit realm definitely Mm -hmm. it's just one of those senses that I do think everyone can develop it um, like I, I didn't visualize well at all, even in meditation and stuff uh-huh. like that. Close my eyes, it's black. Like mm-hmm. there's no yep. beach. I'm not seeing a beach. I'm not. I'm not Same. going anywhere. Yeah, we've talked about that on this podcast. I can see a beach because I have been on a beach, so it's always uh, a beach. Your memory. It's always a beach I've been on. It's always yeah. the same beach. <laughs> I'm always on that. So when they're like, and then there's a door. I'm like, there's not a door. It's nope. on the beach. That's yeah. not true. Why would there be a door here? Picture a the beach. tree. Picture the tree in any colors you want. Trees are brown and green. They don't come yeah. in different colors. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you're trying to tell me here. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's your memories just just mm-hmm. coming in. Um, but yeah, over probably the last year, I am starting to now see in like meditation or when my eyes are closed. But I think that's just because of how long I've been mm-hmm. consistently doing it and mm-hmm. kind of, I suppose, training your third eye mm-hmm. um, because that's where the visuals will come. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's big and it's still something that I, I suppose, crave. Like I'm always like, oh, just let me see you. Mm-hmm. Just let me see you. See if I woke up one morning and there was fucking spirits in my room, I would absolutely <laughs> shit myself. <laughs> but there's this thing of, oh, well, it is. It's, there's still that seeing is believing. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's still that wee bit of doubt, even though I know that I believe in what's coming through me, it would be so much easier if they were just there in mm-hmm. front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody that thinks, oh, well, I'm clearly not doing it because I can't see spirit walking around. That I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that that's not your strongest sense. That's not your strongest ability. And mm-hmm. you will have ones that are stronger. You're hearing. You might be hearing your own voice in your head. It doesn't even need to be hearing another voice of someone that's mm-hmm. not you. It can be your own voice that they're then bringing through information in your head. Mm-hmm. But That'll probably resonate with a lot of people as I say that because I think mostly everybody hears their own voice in their heads and think it's just their thoughts. (laughs) Apparently they don't, though. This is something we've talked about before, which totally blows my mind because I'm constantly hearing my own voice in my head. Some people don't. What happens in their head? I'm one of those people. <laughs> Do you sleep really well then? It's like because you don't have your own voice going. Remember that time in primary six when you <laughs> fell over in the playground, and you're going, "Why are you bringing this up right now? I'm trying to fucking sleep." <laughs> no, so I, I find this hard to explain, but mm-hmm. I don't hear my voice. It's just thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, it's just words. 
Like we have a friend who was trying to explain this to me once. Um, that it's it's not it's not a sound. Yeah, it's just a thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only way. I don't know. It is apparently we had um. Oh, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Amber, um, girl that works on the radio. She asked someone mm-hmm. about it because we had had that conversation. Um, and it's something to do with the actual brain. Like, I suppose it's the way you learn and stuff as well. Some people are more audio and some people are mm-hmm. more visual. Um, but yeah, it's just words. So I do have thoughts like that when I'm going to sleep, but mm-hmm. I don't hear like the way I'm speaking to you guys now, I don't hear that voice in my head. Or if I was sitting here and needed a pee, I wouldn't hear my own voice going, oh, you need to go to the toilet. <laughs> it would just be a thought of, oh, I need to pee. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, yeah, brains are so <laughs> bizarre. Mm-hmm. Very. So, and it's really interesting when you were saying it. Sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> um, it's really interesting when you were saying that about like the way your learning style and your like kind of clears as it were um i wonder if things like to do with things like astrology human design the way we because um like for example um in human design there's a bit about um like eating and digestion but it's also about how you consume things in general it's not just food but how you like consume knowledge and how you take things in and things like that so i wonder if like there's different influences because i find as well like one of mine is uh, my digestion style is indirect light. And I find at nighttime, if I'm sitting doing nothing, my brain is like, do you know what we could add to our training? We could do this activity and we could do this and we could do that and we could do the next thing. And it's like shower thoughts, but at night and it always starts to happen later on at night. And it yeah. must just be, that's my brain starting to process what it's consumed <laughs> during yeah. the day, um, yeah, which I find really interesting. So I wonder if that kind of like affects it in any way. I think everything does. Um, I can't remember what you spoke about at the beginning, but it triggered something that came up for me at the weekend because past lives are also a huge influence on all this stuff. Oh, Mm -hmm. it was the would you, what would you rather do? Mm -hmm. Um, So there had been a past life of mine where I had been like this, well-respected oracle seer Mm. um it was like egyptian times and um basically gave this information but i misinterpreted it and people ended up being killed Mm. so they left me like and it was horrible left me and chained up in dungeon or whatever it was oh that's lovely pyramids yeah Um, (laughs) past lives are so much fun you should definitely look into them (laughs) that's how i died (laughs) but the the vow that i then made to myself to going into the next life was i will not use my gifts because no one will believe me Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah so then coming into this life there's obviously still that contract has been made that vow has been made Mm -hmm. but the belief is still there that oh well nobody will believe what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. it comes through so much because I try and prove myself so much in every single reading Mm -hmm. I could be given loads of information and the people are happy with it but I need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing Mm -hmm. because I'm like Mm -hmm. nah it's not enough they don't believe me they think it's a lot Mm -hmm. of shit so there's I think there's so many influences that could then prevent you from learning because you're you're then blocking it Mm mm-hmm yeah, based absolutely. on what's happened. How far out will you need to be booked before you start believing that you're really good at this? <laughs> um, I, I don't even think it would change anything <laughs> for me. I just need to clear those beliefs from the uh-huh. bloody inside. If you could go back in time and change what happened in your past life, would <laughs> yeah. you or would you not? Oh. <laughs> so, if you could take back what you'd said <laughs> in a past life. How helpful that uh, Yeah. And then there's the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think um as everybody is going to learn different with us. And mm-hmm. that's really important to take into consideration when if people do go and develop this, if you guys were to start like trying to push into this more, different mediums work different ways. Mm-hmm. It's the same as going to see a counsellor. Mm-hmm. Not every counsellor is going to be a fit for you. Yeah. Um, even like massage therapists and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you find your person that, that works for you. And mm-hmm. um, that because it's all belief-based as well, there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong in my opinion. 
you need to find somebody that your beliefs resonate mm-hmm. with that. Um, and that will also then help the way that you develop and learn. Yeah, because I've heard like from various people that there's like different rules that psychics are supposed to abide by. Like mm. they're not supposed to tell you bad news. Uh, a friend of mine once went to a psychic. You said who rules was... and my witchcraft face went, sorry, yeah. what? I know. A friend of mine went to a psychic <laughs> once who was just fucking brutal <laughs> like in mm. terms of the stuff. I think the person needed to hear some of that. Maybe not we're not in the space at that point in time to hear some of that. But yeah. the psychic was really fucking brutal with some of the stuff that like she said to them. And it was kind of that, well, they're not supposed to do that. The mm. whole like they're not supposed to tell you if someone's going to die and all these yeah. kind of things. Is that true? Are there like unwritten rules for mediums? Or can you just is it like witchcraft? You can do whatever the fuck you want and you deal with the consequences, basically. Basically, I mean they are are rules there that someone has written um but I think again this falls into the whole older generational ways of working and we're in a completely new age now Mm -hmm. so the times have changed and these rules need to change with that and I don't believe Mm -hmm. there should be any because like I said this is all belief based like Mm -hmm. no one can say what is truth and what is not in this it is solely based on your own beliefs and <laughs> the faith you have and that connection you have with your spirit team. Um, so when anyone comes to me and says, oh, I get told I shouldn't be doing that, I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You, you need to learn from your mistakes as well, don't you? Like mm-hmm. like that situation there, you would maybe put it across in a, a nicer, more gentle way rather mm-hmm. than being brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But then um, I think sometimes maybe and you would know this from maybe working with the person for a while, maybe some people need that, like, oh, absolutely. kick up the ass sometimes, like, you've been seeing me every week for the past six months complaining about your job, have you got a new fucking job yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you need to do the work, like, so I think some people maybe... No, I totally agree. ...that kick up the arse, but like you say, it's maybe how you go about that and doing it in a compassionate way yeah. with the person as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, but there are like um, the churches, demonstrations, platform work. They don't like calling it floor shows, but when you're standing up there, just kind of reading to the room, basically, mm-hmm. they try to make you dress a certain way. Um, you oh, can't really? swear. You've got to have this total etiquette, I suppose, about you. Um, like I would be allowed to in, do like, that with tattoos. If you're in their church their organization Mm -hmm. I can understand that like the higher-ups in that particular space would be like this is our space and this is how we want to present ourselves but if you're putting on your own event which I know is something that you do Tony you don't need to continue to abide by someone else's rules because you're Mm -hmm. in control now yeah Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are doing it that way now or there's Mm -hmm. like spiritual groups rather than spiritual churches because mm-hmm. it's the churches that are very strict with this is the way because again it, for me it just falls into religion mm-hmm. they're treating it like a religion yeah. rather than a way of a way of living I've always the even the word spiritual church has always yeah. kind of put me off a little bit because mm-hmm. it feels yeah. more structured which yeah. is not why we decided to become or to embrace our yeah. witchcraft to be told what what I'm allowed to wear and how I'm allowed mm-hmm. to decorate my body Absolutely. and what, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, Tony, do you identify as a witch? Um, I don't think I've ever said it to anyone, but mm-hmm. in my head, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just see it as all the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely, from my point of view, doing witchcraft all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Yeah, like I, I wouldn't even, um, I said this last night at an event, <laughs> an event about mediumship, I wouldn't call myself a medium now. I, I honestly don't know what I am, mm. but I just think it's all the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the spiritual connection, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think like what we're saying that sometimes terms can get conflated and confused and 
you know, we, we talked about this the last time we all met in person. Lots of people don't like to use the word witch because of the negative connotations it has. And yeah. lots of people are worried about putting that in their Instagram bios in case they lose yeah. followers and, and all that kind of stuff, which is totally fair enough because it does have a negative connotation for a lot of people. And potentially the word medium for you is just one of those words that you're like, I don't necessarily want to be associated with that group. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes labels can become restrictive. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't fit you anymore. You're not able to expand into the full person that you're meant to be because you're trying to fit into these, these labels and we can just shed those anytime we want. Yeah. I mean, I know I've been a witch and I think that's just always then going to be there. (laughs) Once you're in it, you can't get back out. It never lets you go. No. Um, I'm going to skip to our listener question slash comment because I think this is going to incorporate kind of the these last two questions I have. So one of our ICOA members, Rebecca, said, I'm so excited for this. I was oddly clairvoyant as a child and youth. I definitely did not develop my skills and they kind of scared me and other people. Gotta love being raised steps from the Southern Methodist Church named after your great, great, great gazillion aunt and then being a witch. (laughs) She says, I would love to tap into the well and give it attention development now that I'm older and out of that environment. So what uh, what advice would you have for someone like Rebecca who thinks they maybe have some latent skill? They were maybe a little bit afraid of it when they were younger, discouraged by people yeah. in their family, but now they're more open. Where do they start? I think it's important to try and find a group or at least a mentor. I know some people don't like group environments, so you can do that one-on-one with a teacher, medium. I don't like calling that teacher. Ugh, I don't like names. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that can guide you, um, mm-hmm. hold space for you and guide you. Um, because I do think you need that, especially if the fear is still there, because you can be as open as you want or think that you're as open. Mm-hmm. But that fear aspect is still going to cause that block or that self-doubt to come in. Um so having someone or just like-minded people, obviously she has like-minded people when she's in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding people who want to tap into it together. Mm-hmm. And like me and my friends did, just doing things like cards and meditating and let's see if we can read each other without the cards. Let's mm-hmm. just see if we can sit here and tune into one another and trust what's coming through and just say it. Mm-hmm. Um I do think going to groups or gatherings is good just to be in that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Being around like-minded people, yes. But like I said, there was so many times where I would sit there and know the things that the person was going to say. And that just then confirmed that for me. And that's what probably gave me the belief in myself to be able to go and start doing more and going to like circles and groups and development workshops and things like that Mm -hmm. but there's so many now like you can go on an eventbrite and find workshops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do this um because it's not as hush hush now so definitely trying to find people to to help you tap into it more um and working on yourself I think that's a big thing that I need to speak about because there's a lot of psychics mediums out there who say that you don't need to do that you've just got this connection and that's great and you do but it's kind of like you've just got a wee standby light Mm -hmm. on you're not being your authentic self your true self if you are not dealing with your own shit Mm -hmm. so childhood stuff early adulthood wherever you are in your life you have suppressed emotion within you you have trauma within you Mm -hmm. When you're then connecting, whether it be to read for someone else or for yourself or even healers, like people that are doing Reiki and stuff like that, you're a channel. Mm -hmm. So if you are filled with all this suppressed shit and then this universal light and healing and guidance is coming through you, 
how the fuck do you not know it's getting all messed up with your own stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. potentially that medium that delivered that brutal message to your friend Louise might Absolutely. have had a more empathetic way of communicating that if they had done their shadow work. Clearly they were Absolutely. going through some shit themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> and we are big uh, yeah. supporters of shadow work on this podcast. We fucking hate it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but we're always talking about doing the work, doing the shadow work. Yeah. I always liken it to peeling an onion. You peel yeah. off a layer, you cry a little bit, and you think you're done, and then you realize there's another layer, so you peel off another layer. There's more tears, and then you do another little bit. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people think you have to dive super deep in, and for some people mm-hmm. who have like re- you know really complex or ongoing trauma, it can be really scary to do the shadow yeah. work, but you don't have to deep dive, and you also don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. No, we probably don't. shouldn't do it alone if you have some really deep trauma. Yeah, yeah, going to yeah. counselling is yeah. also a form of shadow work. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you that's can how I started it. doing it. Yeah. it through doing counselling as a job, that I was like, oh, there's this spiritual side to this, and mm-hmm. for me, the difference is on that spiritual level, you're actually clearing it from your body, whereas on that kind of more mind level, normal counselling. You're just coping with it. Mm-hmm. You might be releasing some of it, but energetically, mm-hmm. that emotion is still mm-hmm. still stuck in there. And that's when I would think you need somebody to actually clear that from mm-hmm. you through mm-hmm. energy, energy healing. Um, so it's I think it's so important to be doing shadow work and doing the work on yourself so that you can, you know you're being truth. Mm-hmm. You just know you're being truth. Mm-hmm. for that truth to come through you and not be influenced. Amazing. I'm just looking at the time and I would love t- for us to be able to talk for another like <laughs> hour, but we should probably move on. Do you have any last bits of advice before we go to the next segment? Um, Just play about with stuff. Like don't be scared to get cards, have the pendulum out, like just, sit with yourself the more you can sit there and just zone into your heart and get out of your head and then just start thinking about what's coming into your head am I smelling anything right now can I taste anything is it anything happening in my ears can I hear anything um close your eyes as there visuals there there is something and everything even Mm -hmm. the way that you move as you're sitting there you might randomly then touch the back of your head because you feel it's itchy that's probably somebody's just stepped in and has touched the back of your head. And that's <laughs> mm-hmm. why you're touching the back of your head. Literally look at everything, but take the time to just sit with yourself because that's only going to strengthen your own connection to yourself, which is going to strengthen that connection to all them out there. This has made me totally excited to work on strengthening my own connection. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm going said, to hold both of you accountable for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could, uh, I could, we could go on for hours and hours, but um, we'll have to have you back and chat some more for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, so I don't have a clever segue this week, Louise. If you start to tune in to all of your senses, all of your clairs, you're just going to feel more awesome. Yeah. Renee, what's making you feel awesome this week? That was beautifully done. Thank you. I'm very impressed. The queen of the segue. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We should get you a crown. Um, I'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) Very Taurus-y. Yeah. Um, I've written asking for help. So... I have been... This was my first round of running witchcraft academy workshops by myself. Previously, Louise and I were doing these together. She felt that she needed to focus on her job, which is getting really, really exciting. Um, So had to release that. And I've been doing them myself. Um, And the tickets, ticket sales have been slow, which Mm -hmm. made me a little sad, made me have some doubts, et cetera, et cetera. All the stupid bullshit that comes up when you're like nobody likes me um so I decided that I was just gonna ask everyone I could think of to help me by sharing a post on social media 
And what happened when you did that? Well, I sold three more tickets, (laughs) which was great. So it just, it did. It felt good to like admit what I needed, Mm -hmm. ask, ask people for help. Even if I didn't like know them super well, just be like, I would do the same thing for you. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to ask for help. And people shared. And even if like nothing came of their specific share, I was just really, really grateful that people were were willing to put out what I do. Because also what I do is kind of weird to a lot of people. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, maybe they're taking a risk by sharing something with that trigger word, which in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just really, really grateful to everybody who, who helped out and I'm going to start asking for help more often because it works. Yes. Yeah. I was super proud of you when I saw that you posted a couple of places. Me and Renee are in so many group chats together, 20 million of our own making as well, because we just start making new groups all the time. Um, And I was super proud to see that you were asking people for help. And it reminded me of something that you said to me and I'm in magic session not that long ago, is that especially within the, the community, the circles that we all move in, people want to help. Mm-hmm. Think about how good it makes you feel, as you said, to help other people. Give people the opportunity to help yeah. you. It's not always about you asking them for something. You're you're giving them the opportunity to do something that's also going to make them feel good as well. Uh, and I'm sure everybody that shared, they wouldn't have shared it if they didn't want to share it. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody that shared it did it because they were like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Absolutely amazing. And maybe by doing that, you've encouraged some other people within those groups to go, actually, I need help with something. Yeah. Can you guys help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think that part of my like purpose is to help people stop feeling afraid when they yeah. hear the word witch and for them to experience the kind of power and excitement that I feel mm-hmm. when I claim the word witch yeah. to know that it's not something to fear, but something to get excited and inspired by. So um, the more I can talk about it and also because I'm like a super normal person <laughs> the more I can go into different spaces and talk about being a witch, I think the less fear people will have so yeah yeah you probably look like the least of all of our witchy friends you look like the least witchy one of all of us you're the most normal looking one so boring (laughs) what happened to me i used to be cool that may or may not be true actually (laughs) cool is a a perception (laughs) louise what's making you feel awesome this week well i had the most Taurusy start to Taurus season that you could ever <laughs> imagine. So last week on the first day of Taurus season, uh, myself and one of our regular listeners from the ICOA went for a spa day or a spa evening. Oh, you were born for this. I was lying on that massage bed going, what a fucking dream. <laughs> what an absolute dream this situation is. I that is like, the epitome of feeling awesome I was like it's Taurus season (laughs) I'm in my element I'm on a massage table getting a facial and a head massage I was like I am living the fucking dream but I'm (laughs) living the actual dream and it was just so nice because it was a Friday evening and we went after I was working during the day so finished a wee bit early had a little wonder in the shops went for the spa had a glass of Prosecco went in the sauna in the swimming pool and just kind of floated around and I went for some dinner and had another drink and it was just such a lovely evening that I was like this has just kicked off my Taurus season vibes to a T because the weekend before that I had been frantically clearing out my house to use up the residual Aries energy to get my home like prepped for Taurus season so when Taurus season hit I was oh I was ready for it I absolutely (laughs) was wallowing in that Taurus energy and I loved every minute and I had no plans last weekend either Mm -hmm. so I went spa day into just full-on chillaxing weekend that sounds amazing it was fucking awesome (laughs) I loved every minute of it. Love that. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And I love the like the glow that you I have. I know today. the glow. Yeah. It was just uh just heavy Taurus energy. Amazing. Nice. Tony, how about you? What's making you feel awesome this week? Um, I think 
from the kind of training I done at the weekend, there's been a lot of letting go mm-hmm. this week. Um in many different ways, just actually having to surrender and um not control anything and just trust that everything's happening as it should and just I don't think I understood what letting go was until this week. Um, Even today, uh, this morning, my little one started being sick on the way to school. Um, And normally I'd be trying to find somebody to look after her so that I could still go to work and see my clients. I know I'm here right now, but (laughs) I did cancel cancel my work this morning um, so that I could be at home with her through Mm -hmm. the day. Um, I just had to totally let go of what my day was supposed to be like and be with my daughter, mm-hmm. um, which is huge, a huge shift for me. And it did feel awesome because I chose her instead mm-hmm. of Amazing. other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but And you probably also chose yourself in that moment because what you oh, want yeah. to do when your little girl is sick is stay home yeah. and take care of her and make sure she's okay. But those expectations that you have to go to work and you have to serve these other people would probably yeah. usually overwrite that. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's me. I'm thinking I'm going to need to find out more about this workshop after we finish up because I, I am notoriously bad at surrendering. So. <laughs> yeah. Surrender is Renee's least favorite word. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Trigger you there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need this. I need this so much. <laughs> amazing no it sounds like you made the right decision for everyone in that situation yeah and the clients were all fine they're like oh my god your daughter is the most important thing Mm -hmm. like and anybody that wasn't fine with that would be a dickhead (laughs) exactly luckily you can't hear the conversation that they're having about you to know whether or not they (laughs) actually had an opinion it doesn't matter because what other people think of you is none of your business yeah i'm not the fly on the wall (laughs) (laughs) not yet anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh i love it okay uh tony this has been such an amazing conversation Listeners, if you have questions for Tony, you can send them to us at osmon20 at gmail.com and we will pass them on. Tony, I'll give you a chance at the end to let everybody know how they can connect with you and work with you if they want to. Um, What else? You'll find show notes with links to everything we talked about, including all of Tony's socials, website, all that fun stuff at awesomeon20.com slash episode 100. 100 freaking episodes. I feel honored to be that number. (laughs) An episode every damn week for 100 weeks. We have not missed one. Every Thursday. That is awesome. (laughs) This is the How To Be Awesome podcast. (laughs) Dedication right there. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else while you're on the website, get a vegan recipe for South Indian vegetable curry, which Louise knows I didn't eat, but my husband loved, uh, learn how to make your own homemade oat cakes. They're better than store-bought and get some tips on elemental witchcraft in the kitchen. Mm. Um, and then I think when this goes live, you'll still have a couple of days to get your tickets for the Glasgow Witchy Bazaar, come out and get a tarot reading from me. We still don't know what time our Coven Corner talk is going to be, but send us your questions for our witchy AMA. Ask a witch everything you want to know about witchcraft, and we'll give you a only slightly made up answer. Yeah, we'll give you our answer. Um, if you love this episode, leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. This is a five-star podcast. We've given you a hundred fucking episodes. Leave me five <laughs> fucking stars, please. Five stars. You owe us 500 stars. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I'm now demanding the five stars. I'm not even asking nicely anymore. Give me five stars for this five-star podcast. It would be super awesome. It really helps us out. It lets the internet monsters know that this is a good podcast and it recommends it to other people to come yeah. and join our awesome 
community. If you want to be even more awesome, you can get us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com forward slash awesomeon20, where for as little as £1 a month, you can be inducted into the ICOA, the International Coven of Awesomeness. You can join our ICOA group chat on Instagram. You'll get to meet all the totally awesome human beings that hang out there. We send each other memes. We tell funny witchy jokes. We share recommendations for things that we're up to journal prompts all sorts of stuff totally awesome chat happening in the ICOA group chat you definitely want to be involved in that if you want to subscribe at one of the higher tiers you get things like moon journal prompts ad free recipes patreon exclusive recipes from Renee you can join our book club you get extra bonus video content you can get money off Renee's Sagittarian tarot and coaching services you get first access to the Sagittarian Tarot and Coaching Witchcraft Academy events. Have I missed anything out? Probably. Probably. It's, it's, too, sh- it's too good to be true, except it totally 100% is. Spells and rituals. You also get a spell <laughs> and a ritual every month. It's my month to write the wit. No, it's not. It's almost by the time you hear this, it'll be my month to write the ritual because <laughs> I do odds and Renee does evens. Um, so you'll get a spell or a ritual every month from one of us. Um, we also have a new offering where you can join the book club without having to join Patreon, which makes it slightly cheaper if you want to come along. We're just about to get together to talk about The Power by Naomi Alderman. We pick super fucking awesome books. You definitely want to get involved in that. Join us at patreon.com forward slash awesome120. Tony, if people want to find you, if people want to work with you and learn more about their own psychic abilities, how can they do that? Um, so I am on all social media platforms as at the Guidance Girl um, and guidancegirl.com is website. Everything is kind of floating around, but it's easier if you just send me a message. So send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, and I will get everything over to you. Cool. And um, I know you do email readings. Yeah. Mm. Like card readings. Yep. So if any of our US audience wanted to work with Tony, that's available as well. Yeah. I love, love working that way. Similar to you, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. um it's a lovely way to to work. So yeah, just Instagram, Facebook, send me a message, ask for an email reading. Excellent. Tony, thank you so much. I wish, I honestly, I wish we could have talked for another hour. (laughs) I'll come back anytime. (laughs) Amazing. It was so awesome having you. I've loved every minute of this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, especially on episode 100. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Words. I know how to use them.